morning. So this morning we are continuing with our sermon series called Step Out. And today we're looking at stepping out without fear. Now there's a bunch of things that scare me. I've talked about a few of them before. I don't like heights. I don't like being up the front. And I really don't like leeches. (laughs) But there's also a bunch of things that probably should scare me, but they just don't. Spiders is one of them. I don't have a problem with spiders. Whenever there's one in the office, Ian makes me get rid of it while he hides outside. He hates them. But I figure they're so small, they can't hurt me, right? Technically, so are leeches, but those things are evil. And another thing that I'm not scared of is sharks. I would love to go cage diving and see a great white, like, in real life one day. And, yeah, I can see some of you are like, should we let somebody know that our pastor's crazy? But I'm not saying that, like, if I saw one, I wouldn't swim away, but it's not something that keeps me out of the water. So fear. Fear is it's a natural bodily response. Our heart rate increases, our blood pressure, muscle tension, rapid breathing. It's there to protect us from danger, whether it's real or it's perceived. In fact, God designed us in such a way that some of our bodily functions, such as digestion and our immune systems, system, they're actually shut down in those circumstances where we're really scared because they have to channel more physical energy into protecting ourselves. That's why we actually get physically sick when we're too stressed. But there's also the kind of fear that is unfounded and sometimes uncontrollable. The fear that just tears us apart inside as we constantly overthink what might have been or things that we don't have control over. Things that we worry about day in and day out. It's the kind of fear that prevents us from growing and experiencing joy and satisfaction. Some of us, we suffer from anxiety and we struggle way more than others with this. And when we read verses that just say, do not fear, it can be way easier said than done. And often it's painful to feel trapped in that type of fear. So what does it mean when we come across verses in the Bible like this one in Isaiah 41 verse 10? Don't be afraid, for I am with you. Don't be discouraged, for I am your God. Does that mean that we're disobeying God when we feel scared? I hope not, because I feel scared pretty much on a daily basis. On Monday this week, we had our staff lunch in the hall, and Ali mentioned it, and I was thinking about it, and I remember I was upstairs in the office writing an email, and everybody was starting to come in for lunch, and I could hear all the voices getting louder and louder as everybody was coming in, and they were just talking over each other and catching up, and I was coming down the stairs to join in, and I felt that familiar anxious feeling, and I saw how many people were in here. I was like, oh, wow, that's a lot of people. 
I might just go back upstairs. But then I realized, wait a minute, no, this is my job. I'm meant to socialize and be around people. I was like, God, why did you tell me to do this job? It was as if I'd forgotten that that's what I do for a living. And this happens to me quite a bit. And it's been two years now and it still hasn't changed. And putting myself out there is something that I've always been scared of. But I know that it's also something that God has called me to, which is this constant struggle. And I saw this thing someone posted on Facebook. It was a lovely, encouraging quote. You've probably seen it as well. It said that, Do not fear is written 365 times in the Bible, once for every day of the year. I thought, wow, that's beautiful. But I also thought, really? 365 times? Are you sure? So I checked. And I did a search. I only found about 150-ish. But then I realized that if you were to search different ways of saying do not fear, like do not be afraid or do not lose heart or um, be at peace, you would find over a thousand verses easily. The point is, if God expected us to never feel fear, he wouldn't have mentioned it so many times. He wouldn't have created us with this natural response system. Last year, we were introduced to a lot of new fears. The fear of standing too close to someone. The fear of a cough. Fear of touching surfaces that other people may have touched. Fear of events being cancelled or borders being closed. Fear of the unknown. We lived it. We felt it. And... Praise God, despite every wave, every change, everything that we've had to face, we continue to get through to face another day. And we know that it's not, it's not over, but each time we get through each challenge, each time we face that fear, it's like a little bit of that fear gets taken away. We live in a world where bad things, they can and do happen. But we're not meant to live constantly on guard. We're meant to live with our hearts resting in the safety that God's peace brings. Our hearts need to be grounded in the truth of the, the love of God. In 2 Timothy um, chapter 1, verse 7, it says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power and of love, and of self-discipline. Now, that last one, self-discipline, it almost seems out of place, doesn't it? But in reality, to actually conquer fear, it takes self-discipline. Just like I mentioned before, I feel fear every day, which means I have to surrender that fear back to God every single day too. I've been reading a book, it's called Defiant Joy. And it's all about how finding joy in our everyday can sometimes be a fight. And to be honest, it's a fight that we can't actually win on our own. 
John 10 verse 10 says, The thief's purpose is to steal and kill and destroy. My purpose is to give them a rich, satisfying life. You see, the thief comes to steal and kill our joy. To steal and kill our peace and our connection with God. But God, he's given us victory over that fear. He's given us a spirit of power and of love and of self-discipline. But sometimes it can feel easy. Uh, It's easy to feel that our mind is out of control. And actually, sometimes it feels like it's our mind that's keeping us from God and keeping us from his peace. And so I dived a bit deeper into this verse. And the King James Version actually says, of power, love, and of sound mind. And so I looked into the meaning of the word, of the phrase sound mind as well. And this phrase in Greek translates to the word sophroneo, which is, it's a compound word, which means there's two words put together. And it combines sodzo and phroneo. And the Greek word sodzo means to be saved or delivered. And the second part of the phrase phroneo carries the idea of a person's intelligence or total frame of thinking. So when the words sodzo and phroneo are compounded into one word, we get the word sophroneo, which pictures a mind that has been delivered, rescued, revived, salvaged, protected, and is now safe and secure. I love that. And I think both interpretations of this verse hold merit. Because even if our mind is tempted to give in to fear, just like was the case with Timothy in that last verse, we have been given a spirit of self-discipline to allow God to work in us, to deliver, to rescue, revive and salvage our minds. All we have to do is grab hold of God's word and his spirit. In Romans 12, verse 2, it says, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve that God's, what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. I don't know about you, but when I'm feeling really anxious and scared, I tend to lose my capacity to hear God clearly. I get really confused and even though I'm praying because I need God at that moment, I feel like I can't hear what he's trying to say and that makes me even more frustrated. And something that really helped me though, um, when I was struggling with just forgetting who, who I am, in God and losing sight of my worth. Something that really helped me was when I sat down and I thought about what is it that I fear the most? What's, what's the worst thing that could possibly happen to me? And I realized that the worst thing that could possibly happen to us is to be separated from God. Because it's in that, that moment when I feel most 
chaos, like most confused, most scared. But then I read Romans 8, verse 38 and 39, for I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love, neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today nor our worries for tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus, our Lord. And I realized that the one thing that I fear the most could never, ever happen. Not even my fears and my worries could separate me from the love of God. And I think that's what Paul means in his letter to Timothy. He's been given the Holy Spirit, which is literally God's presence with him always. And through the Holy Spirit, fear has no power. Love has the power. And through self-discipline to continually trust in God and his goodness... He doesn't need to give in to fear and timidity. And what is really crucial is the way that we react when we feel fear. We all have that fight or flight response, or sometimes freeze. I freeze sometimes. But we can't always run or try to avoid fear. If I did that, I wouldn't be able to do my job. In fact, If you don't let yourself feel fear, you'll never be able to conquer it. I used to work at a camp in Coffs Harbour. It was my first job. And I was in charge of booking and organising all the school camps, conferences and events that happened there. And my workmates that were in charge of activities, they knew that I was afraid of heights, which is not a good thing when you work at a camp. And so whenever we had a big group come in, they would try and convince the manager that they needed somebody to come and demonstrate the leap of faith and the giant drop because they needed to be on the ropes and the harnessing. And so the manager would come out and he'd tell me that I needed to give them a hand so that I couldn't say no. They were really nice people. And I remember one time we had this really large group of exchange students from China come. And of course, my workmates pulled a Swifty again. And there I was, ready to climb this unnecessarily tall pole to jump off. And as, as my workmates clipping me in, he's like, all right, Kim, now... A lot of these kids, they don't speak a lot of English, so we need you to not look scared. Otherwise, they're going to think that it's not safe and they won't understand and none of them will want to do it. Now, I'm not very good at hiding my emotions with my face. So this is quite a struggle. And I (laughs) I remember just climbing up that pole and very slowly and shaking, but I kept telling myself, all right, all right, Kim, I know you're scared, but we're just going to do this anyway. And then I'd take a few more steps, and I just kept repeating this to myself. And then I got to the top, 
and they yelled, all right, go. And I just leaped out and for the first time, I didn't scream like a little girl. And usually I would have screamed very loud. And I realized that conquering that fear didn't mean that I couldn't feel it. It didn't mean that I had to run from it, but I just had to face it anyway. You see, fear itself is not a bad thing. It's not even always a sign from God that we're not going down the right road. Sometimes the thing that God is calling you to might be the one thing that scares you the most. When I started researching for this sermon, I opened up my Bible and I started to read through the book of 2 Timothy. And I came across some notes that I had written next to the passage, this passage. And I looked at the date and I realized that I had written them right before I graduated and I was about to move here. And I remember just being terrified at the time about becoming a pastor. And I had scribbled this in the margins. It said, Kim, Timothy was young and he was scared just like you when he was called to lead the church in Ephesus. And just like you, it was his faith that stood out to Paul. His life was not easy either, but God gave him all the strength he needed and he's going to do that for you too. He was entrusted with the truth just like you are and you need to hold on to it no matter what. And when I read that, and I reflected on the last two years and all the things that I didn't even know were coming, I realized that God was already preparing me and he was already entrusting me with the truth that I needed to get me through all the challenges that I was about to face. And it really just explained chapter one verse seven so well. For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power and of love and of self-discipline. Timothy was young. Scholars think that he was in his early, early 20s and he was made the pastor of the church in Ephesus. And Timothy wasn't the boldest either. In fact, he was naturally quite timid. In Paul's earlier letter to the Corinthians, he says, if Timothy comes, receive him and help him so he will not be afraid. <laughs> he works He's working for the, the Lord as I am. I feel like you guys did that for me when I came here. <laughs> you guys helped me to not be afraid. And then we see Paul encouraging him again to not be scared and timid in this verse in Second Timothy. God knows that we're going to face fear at times. And we don't need to feel guilty or ashamed when that fear creeps in. God said, my grace is all you need. My power works best in your weakness. So let's start practicing self-discipline and choose to show up anyway, to feel the fear, but choose to hand it over to God. I know church is really different to what it was like this time last year. And there's a lot of things that we will have to rebuild this year. And maybe some of you are scared about that too. 
Maybe you have friends or family that haven't been back in a long time and you're scared that maybe they won't. You can surrender that back to God too. He knows, He sees, and He feels it too. But we have to unclasp our hands and let God take it. In Psalm 55 verse 22, it says, Give your burdens to the Lord and He will take care of you. He will not permit the godly to slip and fall. Let's learn to live in that peace, in trusting that He will not let us slip and fall. We need to hold on to Him, not hold on to fear. Let's pray. Dear God, um, I just I thank You so much that You are just constantly helping us to overcome all the fears that we have in this world. God, I thank you that you called me to be here and you called me to face my fears. And so God, I pray that we can just continue to have that self-discipline, to choose to give our fears back to you and to trust that you you will overcome every single time. God, we love you. In Jesus' name, amen.